read to the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Luke chapter 1. Pray with me that I preach short. Amen. Someone said all the kids going to line up at my door and say, The gospel according to Luke chapter 1. Beginning in verse 26. Beginning in verse 26. Luke chapter 1. Chapter 1. Verse 26. I'm going to read enough of it that we get at least a sense of the story. I'm afraid today that some of our children don't know the story. They know about Santa Claus. They know about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They know about the snowman. They know about the North Pole. Frosty is his name. Frosty. And somehow or another, they don't know the story about Jesus, who is the reason for the season. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26. I, I, I'm not sure what version I'm using. I'm just using a version of translation. You should be able to follow me. If not, please listen up. And in the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married, bedroffed to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David, as according to scripture. The virgin name was Mary, and the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what type of greeting this may be. But the angel said to her, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will be never-ending. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me 
as you have said, then the angel left her. A gift called Jesus. A gift called Jesus. Father, even now, Lord, even now, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you have ever been to a play, you would see the actors come on stage. You would see the lights go off. You would see a different setup. But you know, you really don't know what's all going on behind the scenes. If you was behind the scenes, you would see the movement, the, the, the helter-skelter type of attitude because they have to get things on set. Everything is timing. Every word is timing. Everything has a sequence. One cannot come before the other because it has to come in order. And in back of the stage, behind the curtains, where nobody can see, people are running back and forth. It's almost like nobody knows what's going on, but they have to make sure what's happening in front of the curtain is correct. And it takes a lot of work to make that, am I right about it? Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, we just came from your concert and, and, and there was a whole lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that none of us even know about. And if the people behind the scenes wasn't doing what they're supposed to do, then it would never would have played off, came off in front of the screen. You know, all we see is a baby in Bethlehem, but we don't see what's behind the scenes. Many times we just got a simple, elementary look at what is happening in front of the scene, but we don't see what's happening, that God is up to something. That there's a whole lot of movement going on. There's angels coming down from heaven, visiting folks, just because there's a baby that's going to be born called Jesus, and he's the best gift that you can ever have. Let me tell you something. When God gives a gift, it's a good gift. It's an excellent gift. It's a marvelous gift. It's a wonderful gift. Here we have this young girl between the age of 14 and 16 who is betrothed, engaged, to Joseph, not quite married yet, but the commitment is there. And here comes the angel Gabriel. Gabriel is an archangel, many people believe, that he is God's messenger. Many times when there is going to be a verbal message given, it is Gabriel. We know only three names of three angels. Gabriel, Michael, who's the Michael of war. He's the angel of war. Matter of fact, Satan's opposite is not God. Satan's opposite is Michael. Did you catch that? Let's say that again. Satan's opposite is not Christ. It's not God. Satan's opposite is Michael. Michael is believed to be an archangel. And when it comes to fighting Satan, 
Michael has an army behind him, and Michael is the one that goes to war with Satan because the devil can't fight with God. He already lost that battle. God has no opposite. He has no comparison. Don't ever let the devil fool you to make you think he's almost as big as God. He's almost as strong as God. The devil is a liar. He's a created being. He's an angel that fell from his position. And Michael stands up and says, we ain't having none of that here. Gabriel, Michael, Satan's his, his, his saved name, Lucifer. When God means business, Gabriel and Michael get busy. Here, Gabriel was sent down, and this is not his first visitation, because six months earlier, he visited Elizabeth and told her, though you're barren, oh, you're going to have a baby. Because I got to prepare a way for my Savior. Jesus' birth is not like any other birth. It is God incarnate. It is the word of God becoming flesh. In John chapter 1, if you go there behind the scenes, what is happening is, is that behind the scenes, God is preparing a body for Jesus. Jesus is in a throne being worshipped by all that angel. He's the third person of the Godhead. He is God. They are God. His name ain't Jesus yet. His name is God. Y'all don't hear me, do y'all? His name isn't Christ yet. His name is God. He's the same God that when they started creating the earth, God said, let us make man. Well, God was talking to God because there was nobody else but Who do you talk to when there's nobody else around but yourself? You talk to yourself. So God talked to God, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, and they were in communion together and said, let us. Why? Because it wasn't just God the Father that made us. It's God the Son that made us, God the Holy Ghost that made us. They stepped out on nothing, called into existence everything. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Check this out. The Bible says God spoke, but how does God speak when he don't have vocal cords? Because he don't need vocal cords. He's God. He's a spirit. God's soul, I don't think that we know how awesome we are. The fact that God did not incarnate himself like an angel. He could have, but he didn't. But God so loved me and you that the word became flesh, that God wrapped himself up in human flesh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He took off all his lights. He took off all his glory and covered up the essence of who he is in human flesh was born in Bethlehem, not in a palace, but he went to the Jewish ghetto. You think you poor Jesus was poor to you. 
You think you came from the hood? He came from the backwoods of the hoods. The boondocks. The ghetto. Wrapped up in swaggling clothes. Listen, they said there wasn't even no room for him at the... At the You know what? I don't care how poor you are. Jesus got you beat. I don't care how humble your your means are. You had an outhouse. He had no house. Where he was born wasn't even at his home. He identifies with us at our lowest. Isaiah chapter 9 says this. He says, a son, a child is born, but a son is given. He's saying his human self was born, but his spiritual self was given. He was the second Adam. He wrapped himself. God did for us what we could not do for ourselves. Where the first Adam failed, the second Adam succeeded. The devil ain't fighting with God. He isn't fighting with God. He's, he's fighting with us. And every time there's a man that stands up to Satan, Satan says, I got this. God wrapped himself up in human flesh, born in Bethlehem. To do for us what nobody else could do. To take on sin, to take on temptation, to take on the devil and all his imps, to take on death, and to overcome what nobody else could overcome. Isn't God good? Check this. Mary, I want you to name him Jesus. You know, Jesus was a common name back then, but it was given to an uncommon man, baby. After Jesus came, Jesus Christ, the anointed one, and Christ means anointed one, the Jewish people quit naming his children Jesus. Matter of fact, have you ever met someone from America named Jesus? Now, you may meet a Mexican or a Spanish named Jesus, but we got to remember, Jesus is Savior in their language. And they still may name him Savior, but it's not about the name. It's who holds the name. Joshua means Savior in the Old Testament. But when our Jesus, not just any Jesus, my Jesus, our Jesus got the name Jesus. He is our Savior. That name is used over 909 times in the New Testament. It is the most frequent title given to Jesus. You can call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You can call him uh, our Redeemer. You can call him wonderful. You can call him counselor. You can call him almighty God. But the name that ought to be sweet to every Christian is the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, there's power in the name of Jesus. 
There's healing in the name of Jesus. I tell you what, when you don't know what to do, call. When you can't say nothing else, call. Let me speak to some folks who've been through some spiritual battle. Have you ever been where you were half asleep, half awake, and you knew you was under spiritual attack, and you couldn't say anything, and it felt like you couldn't wake up? Don't, 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 don't try to speak a whole lot. Just get the name Z. Z. Matter of fact, you don't have to say the whole name. And watch whatever got you held down back up off of you. Because there's power. There's power. He gave his son. If you just stick seeing him as the baby in Bethlehem, you don't see the whole picture. You got to see God in this thing. That, that Mary was not impregnated by a man. She was impregnated by God. Why? Because since sin came in by a man, it has to be eradicated by a man. It says every man, every child born of a man got the sin nature. It took an uncommon experience for Mary to get impregnated so that the baby wouldn't have sin. So God impregnated a woman so that the sea will be not be contaminated by the sin of man. So Jesus was born without the sin nature because man had nothing to do with it. Let me prove it. Here they are in the garden. Eve eat of the tree they're not supposed to eat. Nothing happened. You know why nothing happens? God didn't tell Eve. Adam told Eve. God told Adam. And since Adam, when he ate, everything happened. Why? Because it was Adam that was given the commandment. So what changed first was Adam's nature. The blood does not come from the woman to the baby. I said, yeah, but what about the woman that has AIDS and the baby's born with AIDS? Well, the baby didn't get AIDS because it was in the seed. The baby got AIDS because some point through the birthing process, the woman's blood got in the baby. Why? Because the product of the blood comes from the man. If the blood is contaminated, then the seed is contaminated. But since God is the one who gave the seed, Jesus was born with no contamination. Do I have an amen in the house? Let me hurry up. Let me quit. Let me. That baby was a perfect baby who grew up to be a perfect man, who lived a perfect life. And they had the nerve to put my Jesus on. See, you can't talk about the, the birth without going to the cross. Because the reason why he was born was to go to the cross. If there was no need for the cross, there would have been no need for the birth. 
But because sin had to be nailed to the cross, he had to be born in Bethlehem. Because the cross was necessary. The baby was necessary. Because the sin needed to be demolished. Jesus had to become a baby. If it wasn't for Jesus, we'd still be in our sin. The reason why we ought to celebrate, because God became flush, born in Bethlehem, grew up in Nazareth, walked the earth as a perfect man, told death to be still, told Satan to shut up, There's power. There's power. The Bible says that the angels was watching, not understanding how the one who sat on the throne, that they, you know what? People are always worshiping God. When Jesus, before the incarnation, was being worshiped, then at his birth, the Magi, the ones who was the, the ones who was the wise man watching the stars, said, that's the Messiah. When they got to him, they worship. I declare, if folks worship him our baby before he died and rose again, surely, surely, we who know him after the cross, surely, surely. We that know who he is, not only in the flesh, but in the spirit. Surely, we who've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Surely, surely, we who are saved ought to worship him. There ought to be no problem with us worshiping him. I'm not talking about worship when you're on top of the mountain. I'm talking about worship when you're in the valley. See, because your circumstance don't change who he is. He's still the same. Whether you up, whether you're down, whether you in, whether you out, he is still worthy to be praised. He is still worthy to be praised. Don't let the, don't let the Christmas blues Steal your praise. Don't let just because you don't get all you want steal your praise. Don't let because your money's a little bit funny steal your praise. Don't let because 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 somebody not here that was here last year give God the highest praise. Because in Jesus, we're gonna be reunited again. Ain't God awesome? Ain't he awesome? I'm, I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Did you know that as a Christian, you've been given the name of Jesus, and when you want access to the power of Almighty God, all you need to do is call on the name. Did you know that when you're down in blue, you need a call on the name. If the Bible in the New Testament says the name Jesus over 909 times, then Jesus ought to be 
almost, almost involuntary on our lips. You ought to get to the place you saying Jesus and don't know you saying Jesus. You ought to get to the place that you wake up out of your dream with the name Jesus on your lips. You ought to find yourself raising hands in your sleep. Some of us talk in our sleep and you are careful about what you talk about because if they find out what you're talking about, you'll be in trouble. But if you call the name of Jesus, listen, you can't dream Jesus unless you walk Jesus. If you're not calling on his name in the daytime, you won't call his name at nighttime. You best watch who name you call. But the name of Jesus won't get you in trouble. It gets you out of trouble. Let me... There is no other name. Acts chapter 4. There is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Acts 4, 12. You know what that's saying? That there's no other name you can get saved by. You got to know the name for yourself. That means that there's power in the name because there's power in the person who bears the name. And when you know Jesus, it ought to be the sweetest name that you ever heard in your life. I see, I don't understand folks who cuss with Jesus' name. They must not know my Jesus. Matter of fact, don't say Jesus just to say something. When you say Jesus, you ought to mean it. Matter of fact, when you say Jesus, you ought to be calling on him. You should always connect our Savior, our Redeemer, our Waymaker, our Keeper, our Provider, or our Mind Regulator, or our Heart Fixer. He will heal the book. I'm about ready to close. I know that y'all ready to go home and open up some gifts, but I got a gift that you better open. If you don't know this gift, you ought to get to know this gift. There's power in the name of Jesus. See, while you're eating around the table, don't forget to bless Jesus. While you open up your gift, you ought to bless Jesus. Matter of fact, don't wait till you get home. You ought to bless the name of Jesus right now, right now, right now. Before your little dollars tear up the gift, bless sure that they know about the story of Jesus, born in the manger, given by God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that while we were just sinners, God committed his love towards us and committed Jesus who died for us. Not only did he die for us, he got up for us. Not only did he get up for us, he sat on the right. I had the strangest experience yesterday. I was in this store. It was busy. It was like the dollar store went to get some paper or something. And it was this man who had a helmet on his head. He had a helmet on his head. He was special, mentally. You could tell him, walking back and forth 
in the line. When I got in line, he got right behind me. He came around on the side of me. There's other people in line. But he picked me out. He stood on the side of me, looked me dead in my eyes and said something to me. I said, huh? I don't understand. He said it again. I said, I still didn't get you. The third time he said, I'm praying for you. I said, I'm praying for you. Then he looked around and realized the person he's supposed to be with wasn't there. Then he called his name throughout the store and when I found I said, that's God telling me. You know, when you picked up, when you got favor, when God's hands on you, uncommon things begin to happen in your life. Unusual things. Don't count that off as though it's just something unusual. Now that's God letting you know I got my hands on you. I'm with you. Though the world may be against you, I'm for you. Does anybody have to know what I'm talking about? It may be a bird that circled you. It may be a squirrel that walks up to you and says, cha 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 I don't know what God, how he does it for you, but you ought to notice when uncommon things happen in your life. It was an uncommon birth to an uncommon savior who lived an uncommon life, who died an uncommon death, who died in an uncommon grave, who got up, who got up, who got up, who got up, who got up uncommonly, who came and showed himself the 501 time was taking up the glory, who sat down on the throne, who's coming back for uncommon people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay to be peculiar. It's okay to be uncommon. Matter of fact, you're not going to make it to heaven unless you're a little bit uncommon. Do I got some uncommon people who serve an uncommon God, who knows an uncommon Jesus? Ain't it good to be uncommon? Yeah! I'm glad he was born in Bethlehem. But don't keep him in Bethlehem. My Jesus, your Jesus, grew up to be an uncommon man. He died for our sins. He died for our righteousness. But he got up with all power. What you mean we don't come to church on Jesus' birthday? It's Jesus' birthday. I know the reason for the season. He's the gift from God that can save everybody. His name, his name, his name, not anybody's name, his name. My savior name, my redeemer name. My waymaker name, my keeper name, his name, his, 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 his,
This is his, this is his, this is a powerful man. His name is a glorious name. His name is worthy. Is worthy. Is worthy of all the praise. Y'all sitting there like y'all don't know who I'm talking about. But if you know him, then you ought to say his name. His name. His name. His name. At the name of At the name of At the name of At the name of Demons flee. At the name of the hell gotta let go. At the name of He will save your soul. Jesus. 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 Power. 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 Salvation. Healing. Delivering. Fix your heart. Fix your mind. Fix you. Is there anybody in the house? Know my Jesus. Is there anybody in the house? Know he's good. Is there anybody in the house? Worship my Jesus. In all your giving, don't forget to give Jesus. If you have nothing else but Jesus. You almost had a Christmas baby. That would have been exciting. But we do have a Christmas baby. Born in Bethlehem. In swallowing clothes. They had no room for my Savior. They treated him like he was nothing. He was everything. Notice. Everybody don't come worship him. Just a few come worship him. Are you a worshiper of Jesus? Born with a purpose. Born with us on his mind. He came to give his all so that we can all have all that he has. I don't know why he came to love us so. But I know life isn't worth living without knowing Jesus. Is anybody today celebrate my Jesus? He's the best thing that ever happened to you. Somebody here today and you came out of tradition, you 